The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another edition of the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered, of course, by Evergy. We got a great uh, show in store for you today. Uh, we're going to talk to the folks at Emprise Bank. Emprise Bank. No, I really like that institution. Really glad to have you on. We have a special guest today, Mr. Chad Hansen from Emprise Bank. Chad, give us, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what role you uh, play at Emprise Bank. Sure. Well, first, thank you for uh, having me and Emprise Bank as a part of this podcast. We're really excited to be here and appreciate the opportunity. Um, my name is Chad Hansen. I uh, am a senior vice president at Emprise Bank. I manage our segments initiatives as well as I'm a portfolio relationship manager. I've been in banking uh, coming up on 15 years in the Wichita community. Uh, Emprise is my second stop. Um, been at Emprise for about a year and a half, so relatively new, but not new to the banking community. Um, there was a little gap in between my banking career uh, where I was actually uh, with a local family office and focused on private equity investments, mm -hmm. real estate investments, some things that were uh, complementary to my banking career, um, but kind of on the other side of the desk. So um, I feel like I have kind of a unique perspective in the fact that I've not only been in banking all of my career, but I've also been on the other side dealing with bankers. So um, really excited to talk about the topic we have here today. Dealing so with bankers. You get, you get to work with Matt Michaelis? I do. Yes. It's a real pleasure. Okay. <laughs> Matt is amazing. Yeah, Matt is, is real cool. He is. He was, uh, you know, one of the driving forces in my decision when I decided banking was probably the next stop for me. Mm -hmm. um, Emprise has just been a pillar of the community for a lot of years, and so. the, the Michaelis family in general has been extremely supportive of Wichita, and um, you know that message really resonated with me, and I'm very pleased that I'm, I'm part of the Emprise Bank team. Yeah. Excellent. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Matt. You know, the first time that I met him, I saw him from afar and I was like, who's this like uh, sleek, smart looking guy with this metropolitan hair? It was Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody nice. has ever described me the same way. So. <laughs> no, but uh, really glad to have you here and uh, to, to have Emprise represented um, on this podcast. 
how you you've been there a year and a half, but could you remind us how many uh, employees do you guys have here in the uh, in the area? Yeah, so company wide, we have roughly four hundred and twenty five employees. Uh, we're per, you know primarily in the state of Kansas, although we've had some recent developments here as of late where we've expanded into the Kansas City market mm-hmm. as well as just recently the Omaha market. Um, so. You know, we've been in a lot of communities throughout Kansas, everywhere from as far west as Hayes to East, uh, Iola, and, and now Kansas City. So um, it's, uh, you know, been around a long time and a really great, great team and great institution. I would agree. It is a great team. Um, I think you guys just recently uh added my cousin to the board of directors. Kay oh, Morgan. great. So oh, shout yeah, out that's there. great. So yeah. I know the leadership is top notch. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> yes, yes. So you've always been um, on the commercial side in banking? Correct. Well, that's this. So you've done lending, you've done... Yep. I started um, way back when as a credit analyst, which is kind of an underwriting component mm-hmm. of the process. And so analyzing financial statements and evaluating new loan requests and then um, had an interest in, you know, what I what I think I enjoy most about banking is the people uh, that you get to connect with, all the ideas of entrepreneurship. So I, I say it, it's amazing to me, um, you know, prior to getting into banking, there are a million ways to make money. Um, and mm-hmm. getting to see such a variety of ideas and processes and how people do that is what what I've really enjoyed. And so as, as I, you know, cut my teeth underwriting new opportunities, I knew that there was a desire for me to engage with business owners. And so moved into a, you know, a role where I was um, managing relationships and, you know, growing a loan portfolio. And, and that's really what I probably enjoy most. My role at Emprise is a little bit different than what I've had in the past. Um, my title, which is pretty lengthy, but has two components. So I manage Emprise's commercial segment initiatives. So Emprise has made the decision to put a few stakes in the ground on some key commercial segments that we feel like we really are um, at good at uh, performing in. And, and those would be agricultural lending, medical lending, and SBA uh, financing, so small business administration loans. Um, and so I manage those three segments, but the other half of my role is I do manage some of, uh, relationships personally, um, and, um, still enjoy that. So I have a, a team of people that, um, you know, are out in the community, you know, helping business owners do various things and uh, then also get to work directly with customers as well. So that's so awesome. So you're no longer the person telling me, no, I can't buy this commercial property because it's not cash flowing. That's not you anymore. <laughs> no, luckily I have a team. Okay. Now, so. yeah. All right. So we can still be friends. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Excellent. What, um, just a quick follow-up question. Why the SBA part you felt was one of the three pillars you wanted to hit? Yeah, so small business administration loans are, are, are a really great tool for small business owners. Um, you know, startup financing, small business lending, you, you know, there are challenges, as you mentioned. You know, we don't, we want to help people grow. And uh, unfortunately, the way th- deals are structured sometimes, it's hard for banks to get comfortable with that. So the small business administration provides some support on the backside to banks to encourage lending to small businesses. And Emprise has been doing small business administration loans for a long, long time. And when we were kind of evaluating this commercial segment strategy, 
we looked and said, wow, we really have a great team of people. We're really good at this process. Let's, let's go forward with it. And so, um, so we have a team of people uh, at the bank that understand the process. It is sometimes a pretty complicated process to get an SBA loan, but with the right partner in a bank um, and the right people involved, they make that process a lot easier. And I, I feel like Emprise is the best. So, so what's your thoughts? Because I know SBA just came, uh, just came out with some, uh, what I thought they uh, increased the guarantee to 70, uh, 90% or something like that. And not something like, they're going to pay the three first three months. How, yeah. how you feel about that? Does that, that's a good thing, right? That's a great thing. Okay. Um, you know, um, typically there's a fee charged by the small business administration right. to get the loan. They've waived mm-hmm. some of those fees, which, um, you know, can save a business a lot of money on the front end and getting a loan. They've increased that guarantee percentage that banks get on SBA loans, which encourages more lending to small businesses. So, all of the recent changes I feel have been really positive for the small business community. And uh, we're seeing a lot more interest, I would say. There's been a lot more talk about SBA loans. I mean, 2020 with the coronavirus pandemic, mm-hmm. I'm sure we're all familiar with the PPP, right. <laughs> the yeah. Payment uh, Project <clears throat> Protection Program. Um, you know, that really, that was administered by the Small Business Administration and brought I think a lot of people that maybe had never thought about the SBA or that department got them familiar with it. And we're starting to see more inquiries uh, about SBA lending. So all the changes that have been uh, introduced here recently have been positive for small business owners. Excellent. And we're glad you're here because uh, we normally talk to small business owners, but you're our first uh, subject matter expert that helps small businesses. and. I knew the SBA came out with that, so I wanted you to hit that real quick before we get into why you're really here. That's a great point. I'm glad you did. (laughs) Succession planning. Uh, Why is it important for a business to have a succession plan? You know, it's probably one of those things that is extremely important, but isn't always at the forefront of a business owner's mind. Um, You know, whether, no matter what life cycle a business may be in, it's probably something that everyone should be thinking about. And the reason it's so important is it can have so many drastic impacts on the legacy of a business, the goals of the owner, uh, whatever the case may be, it's an, it's an important part um, of the process. And so uh, I think that it's, it's one of those things that just doesn't get talked about a lot and it's, it's important for, for people to consider. Now, I'm not trying to have doom and gloom here, but if a business does not have a succession plan, what pitfalls may they may see? Yeah, so this is a that's a really great question. Um, a lot of times when there's been a lack of planning, you know, if there's a health event for a business owner or a life event or some other unforeseen circumstance, coronavirus, let's just, for, for example, that's most recent for a lot of a lot of folks, it can destroy a business. Um, you know, if there's no plan, if there's no nothing in place, it may wipe out everything that a business owner has spent a lifetime creating. And so um, I think that's why it's so important. Business owners have in most cases, dedicated in a, their life to creating right. a yeah. business. And 
there's not just themselves, they have employees whose lives depend on that paycheck from that business and vendors and customers and all of the, the parties. And you would hate to see all that be wiped out just because it was one of those things that wasn't planned for and an unforeseen circumstance arose and it, it just destroyed the business. So where people say, you know, I'll get to it later. You know, mm -hmm. I'm far too busy right now because they're yeah. into the work. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, we hear that, hear that a lot. I mean, banks, especially at Emprise, one of the things we try to talk to our customers frequently about is the importance of this topic. And it's not always received with, well, you someday we'll do that. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I mean, we've got <clears throat> this big project we're working on right now and it, it, it gets pushed to the back burner, but I can't emphasize enough how important it is and how really starting the process much sooner than you think is necessary is really the key to success. Excellent. And I, 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 like I said, I didn't want doom and gloom, but I wanted to jolt people just, just to think about it, you know, yeah. and you rolled into it a little bit. But when how far in advance should somebody start a succession? plan? You know, I. I this is a, one of the more challenging topics to discuss just because I've never seen two business sale acquisition transactions that are exactly alike. But as I alluded to, the sooner the better. And so there's probably not a perfect time, but I, if I had to throw a number out there, I'd say if you're not thinking about it five years before you um, really think that event could happen, whether that's retirement or transition to the next generation of ownership or whatever the case may be, you know, it takes a lot of time to put this plan into place and it will continue to ebb and flow. And I think the more time you give yourself, uh, the better chance of success of having a, a smooth, smooth transition will occur. So you can't ever start too early. Um, you know, when you first start up your business is probably not the right time, but <laughs> somewhere in between startup and nice. uh, is... Uh, so don't do it the day you put your shingle up on the... <laughs> but, you know, it, it's interesting. We, we joke about that. I mean, um, I have some experience in private equity, and a lot of times one of the first things they think about before they acquire a business is what's the exit strategy. Mm -hmm. And so it's not inappropriate to be thinking about this even before... You know, what's your plan? Who, if I grow this, how, how, do you, how do you capture the value that you created? Start thinking about some of those things. You don't have to have a plan in place, but it's, it's really never too early to start thinking about this process. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Being a serial entrepreneur, I like to say when I grow it. So it's not an if, it's going to be a when. As you grow it, right? <laughs> yeah, as you grow it. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, you hear from a lot of um, your, your clients what is the number one, I guess, reason why they don't think of succession planning? Is it that they don't believe in it or they don't think it's necessary? Or I think it's just time restraints for the most part. Um, you know, small business owners wear a lot of hats. And, you know, when you're trying to grow your business, acquire new customers, handle employee relations, customer relationships, that thinking about something that may happen 10, 20 mm -hmm. years from now is just generally one of those things that, you know, you just push off. And so I, I, I don't think it's that people don't think it's important. I just think it's, you know, you, you're in the middle of so many different things. That's probably one of the last things most people are worried about. Gotcha. Makes sense. 
So when you're talking about secession planning, one, what I'm curious, what would be your definition of what secession planning is? <laughs> well, I think it can be a lot of different things. You know, we've, we've touched on, um, you know, how, how you transition a business to the next generation within your family mm -hmm. to run that business. That can be a succession plan. Maybe there's no one in the business, um, a family or otherwise, that maybe you want to sell the business to someone else. Um, and so that's a succession plan. Um, maybe there's no family involved in the business, but there's a key employee mm -hmm. that has been a part of the business for a long time and been uh, instrumental in the growth and success, and maybe you would like to uh, allow them to have some equity ownership in the business or buy the business outright. Um, all three of those would be my definition of a succession plan. It's really how you transition the business to the next um, party to run it, to operate it, to grow it, whatever the case may be. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so with that those definitions of mine and those yep. examples who inside the company should be involved in the plan itself is there like is there a magical checklist that you have or you know what what do you do unfortunately no um <laughs> i've seen the spectrum of of everything and it really just depends on the circumstance i've seen transactions where you know anytime you talk about selling a business or transitioning a business if you have employees that can create concern, right? They start to think, well, if the current owner is not running the business, what does that mean for me? You know, what is, is the new owner going to cut jobs, change the direction? Yeah, am I relevant? And so you really have to evaluate all of those factors that play into a decision. Um, if it's uh, somebody who's already involved in the business or the family has already been in the business and the employees know them, maybe it's appropriate to to share that earlier than than not, um, because it may be a, a good thing. You know, maybe the current owner has been absent. You know, for a few years they've kind of started retirement, and and really somebody else is running the company anyways. And there's been a in an employee's mind maybe some um, uncertainty. You know, what's going on here? It may clear some of those things up to tell everyone. Um, so there's really not a, a, a perfect answer for that. It really just depends on the situation. Um, I would say probably the most sensitive situations are when a business is being sold to, to another company that has had no involvement. Right. Um, and so you really just have to evaluate what's appropriate for your business and um, and really, at the end of the day, do the right thing for, for you and that successful transition. We're going to now take a bit of a break, hear a word from our wonderful sponsors, which is Evergy. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be back with Chad Hansen from Emprise Bank. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit Evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. As a convener of people and ideas, the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce continues to extend our reach and maximize our efforts to provide the best possible business environment in our region. Your partnership is imperative for accelerating business success 
we invite you to visit wichitachamber.org to learn more about the benefits of membership and become involved with our efforts to provide success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. Visit wichitachamber.org and follow us on your favorite social media platforms. Welcome back, everyone. We are here today with Chad Hansen from Emprise Bank, and we're getting the nitty gritty, as my grandma would say, the nitty gritty of all the ins and outs of succession planning. So when we left off, Chad was telling us a little bit about who inside the company should be involved. Now that we're back, I want to hear a little bit more about what outside parties should be involved in the process of succession planning. Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I think there's a lot of different outside counsel that a business owner should seek during this process. You know, the ones that come to my mind first, first off from, from most transactions are your attorney, your legal counsel. They're an important component of this. Your accountant, your CPA should be part of this, um, as well as us, your banker, uh, should also be part of the, the discussion as well. You know, there's a lot of other resources and experts that are important to this process, depending on what the situation of the transition could be. There's a lot of uh, business brokers that act as intermediates for buyers and sellers of businesses. And I think they're a great resource to engage, depending on what the circumstances are. If you if you know you want to sell the business, but you don't know who to sell it to, right. they can really help um, do that. Um, also, on the, on the flip side, we've talked a lot about business owners, but if you're an entrepreneur and you just have a desire to acquire a business, a business broker can help you. They have contacts and they know sellers that are in that. That's what they do. They match buyers and sellers. So um, really that team, you know, typically it's the attorney, the accountant, the banker that are kind of the core team uh, for most of the process in most transactions. But certainly there's a lot of other um, resources available to, to small businesses as well. Would you say, are there any books or podcasts, um, maybe something similar to the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator podcast? Sure. I I, I think this is a great resource. I mean, learning as much as you can from other business owners is a great resource. And I know the Chamber sponsors a lot of events that bring business owners together in this podcast and other things. Those Those are great resources. In terms of books, podcasts, I think there's a lot of great resources out there. However, kind of going back to that first comment of every one of these is so different, it's it's hard to kind of get the, the golden answer out there from one of those. And, and I think that they can give you a starting point mm-hmm. of where to maybe start thinking about the discussion, maybe some ideas to have ahead of those conversations with your accountant, your banker, or your attorney. Um, but with every situation being so different, it's really hard to find a a checklist or some, or, or some resource out there that's going to give you all the answers. So I think building that team of trusted advisors to be part of the process is really the key uh, to success. So along with all that vagueness that you <laughs> talked about, <laughs> let's talk about the cost. I imagine there's no cookie cutter cost. No, it, you know, it really, it really depends um, on the complexity. If it's uh you know, I would say that, that sometimes the easiest transactions are that key employee that's buying the business. It's a friendly, everybody wants kind of the same outcome. Um, you know, those typically are not very expensive. If you're selling to a third 
party that um, has extensive due diligence because they haven't been involved with the business, Correct. you know, typically they're going to to have a lot more expense related to that type of transaction. And then the financing structure can depend too. If it's um, if it's an asset heavy business, there may be appraisals, evaluations, those sort of things, third party reports that are required as part of the fa- financing package that can add to that cost. So it's hard to say that there's a, um, a defined range or something like that, but um, it's probably doing it correctly and spending a little more money than maybe what you think mm-hmm. will probably yield you a better result in the end. And so I think the transactions that I see that are not successful or take the longest are typically ones where try to cut corners, save a dollar, right, right, right. you know, really the approach of, uh, of spending a little money to, to get to that end result will, will yield the, the best results in the long run. So I took your advice. I wasn't hard-headed like Ebony. I took your advice, and I want to do a succession plan. And uh, I come to you. What kind of challenges should I expect? Probably the biggest one that I see is that it it takes longer than you will ever think. Um, and I would say some of that comes from maybe lack of planning on the front end. You know, something happens, something occurs that, all of a sudden transition of the business is a hot button topic. And we gotta, we gotta figure this out right away. You know, they're complex matters and they don't happen as quickly, especially with, with legal documents, tax considerations, uh, you know, financing arrangements, all of this stuff can just really um, take a lot more time. And so I see that, that being a, a challenge. Also, they're probably not going to go exactly how you dreamed it in your mind, right? <laughs> um, you built this business. You have a grand vision of how you're going to retire or transition it to the next owner. And there's going to be some deviation from that plan. I can promise you that. <laughs> it's it's um, The buyer will have different needs. The bank may have requirements. There may be legal considerations that you didn't think about once you start talking to your attorney. There may be tax considerations um, that maybe you just weren't weren't thinking of. So an important component to success in my mind is, in addition to starting early, is being flexible. Um, You should know what your goal is, and you should try to work towards that goal, but keep in mind that it's probably not going to go exactly the way you thought. And so being flexible, um, you know, being able to negotiate successfully will, will, will end up being successful in the end. So being flexible, coming to you early in the game, just because you're Chad, you made the deal happen. So we're done with the deal. What happens next? You know, it can be a variety of, of, of things that happen Next, there's considerations of notifying employees if that wasn't part of the process up front. Um, notifying customers, um, you know, if if that wasn't part of the process up front, that you let your customer know that there's been a transition of ownership or something. Uh, the other key component that that we see frequently in banking, it it tends to happen most often in a friendly transaction. You have a 
a, biz, uh, a key employee that you've groomed to uh, take over the business someday. Maybe there was no financial consideration mm-hmm. required, so there wasn't a bank involved. Um, but maybe the, the company has some debt at a bank. Um, you know, typically change in ownership can create issues with existing loan documents. So you'll want to make sure you talk to your bank well ahead of time, no matter how simple or easy the transaction may appear, because there can be some pitfalls there of just upsetting kind of the current lending relationships that you have or, or, or things like that. So, um, you know, there's a whole list of, of, of things that could transpire, um, but really starting with kind of those key groups, your customers, your employees, your vendor relationships, your banking relationships, you know, making sure you continue to have strong communication after the process. Mm-hmm. And I would say even with the lender, um, that's an Im- important part. And I think most business owners continue to rely on those relationships after the fact. So that's nothing new um, in, in most of this process. But don't just use those trusted advisors to get the deal done. Continue that relationship with them afterwards because they will continue to give you valuable advice after the process, through the process, and then hopefully someday when that next owner is ready to transition it again, you're you're well ahead of the ahead of the curve. So, how soon do you bring in uh, the potential next owner or the person that you uh, think will succeed you into the banking relationship? As early as possible. Really? Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the small business administration. I would say they are a valuable resource for these types of transactions. Um, when you think about a business, and it depends from business to business, but it's been in existence for a number of years, decades in some cases, um, there's been value created above and beyond maybe the fixed assets, the trucks, the equipment, whatever the case may be for the business. and so. In banking, we refer to that as goodwill, blue sky, some things like that. It's a, it's value that's been created that there's not a tangible asset right. behind. And uh, the Small Business Administration kind of helps bridge that gap because banks lend on collateral, right? You go to the bank, I want to buy this. One of the first questions you're going to get asked is, well, what kind of collateral do you have? Yeah. And so the SBA is a great resource to bridge that gap in these transactions. And we see a lot of these finance through an SBA arrangement. And so from that standpoint, the SBA has a lot of rules and uh, guidelines that you have to follow in order to qualify for that loan. And some of those mean that a business, whoever's buying the business may have had to be involved with the business for some certain amount of time. And so if you didn't think about those considerations soon enough or talk about them soon enough, you may get to the point where you're ready to act mm-hmm. and you hear, sorry, we can't help you do this transaction the way you want to because of some of the guidelines that we we have to follow as a banker. And so um, a common kind of in that same light, a, a common pitfall that, that I see, and not always, but um, accountants and attorneys are typically some of the first trusted advisors that a business owner goes to. They interact with them regularly, whatever the case may be. And don't forget about the banker Mm -hmm. because I see it a lot where a plan is kind of built 
the legal stuff's taken care of, the tax considerations are taken care of. Now we go to the bank and say, here's our plan, here's what we want to do. And we say, well, that doesn't fit this or that doesn't fit that or whatever the case may be. And that can kind of derail it. So having all the parties in the process as early as possible is, is, is really valuable. That's that's important to know because that is one of the things you you don't think about bringing your banker in until you know everything is pretty much you know well on its way. I need the money, right? And so <laughs> so so we've got everything else done. Let's go now. We just now we go get the money, and um, you know that's not always the case. And I think you know most other advisors will give that same advice. Talk talk to your banker. Figure out your bank. You know because that's that's how the deal gets gets done right I mean, that money has to yes. has to change it has to it has to change hands right and so um so you know just something to consider um and and in most cases doing that sooner than later is is important because of some of those challenges with you know financing structure and and everything else so well chad i appreciate all the insight that you've given us man this is you know it's a powerful conversation and it's a a tool that's um needed and 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 i'm certain many business owners will find value in this conversation but before we let you go we have something fun we're going to do all right are you excited i'm excited all right you should be <laughs> little word association uh no wrong answer we just ask that you give us one word Okay, just one word. That's one word. One word. That's, you know, some that is tough phrases, for me to but... do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Leader. Mentor. Beverage. Sustenance. Uh, Wichita. Community. Okay. Vacation. Fun. Can't use that word because I was going to use that word. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> you said no wrong answer. <laughs> that is true. This is your answer. My bad. Being selfish right now. Mm-hmm. Chamber. Resource. And family. There's so many on, on that one. It's hard to choose choose one. Um, I would say everything. Yes. Okay. Good. Excellent. Well, Thank Chad, you. Chad, I appreciate your time with us today. Um, I certainly learned a lot. And I know Don did. He was taking a lot of notes, like a lot. <laughs> Maybe I'm close to succession. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm, I'm just, not implying no, you, anything. It's too late. It's already out there. <laughs> but we appreciate you and your expertise and your wealth of knowledge. Um, we certainly think that uh, this was a, a great program and something that will be found as uh, valuable. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you. We're we're really happy to be part of the podcast and, and appreciate you asking us uh, to do this. And hopefully uh, we've shed some light on this process. You know, as as was alluded to through the conversation, it's tricky. It's There's no cookie cutter way to do it. And so hopefully there were a few nuggets that somebody can grab onto that um, they find valuable and, and don't be afraid to to reach out to those trusted advisors for additional um, guidance. So thank you both for, for having us. And you don't mind if folks come to you for an SBA loan, right? Not at all. We'd be happy to <laughs> happy to talk to them. No, I just think that was great news. Did they pass that or in January or late January maybe? Yeah, it was early January. Okay. Um, you know, there's been some additional uh, paycheck protection program proceeds. We're kind of in the middle of that right now too. So 
Uh, there's a lot of resources available through the SBA. I'd recommend going to their website. Um, they can help you through what we've talked about today, through coronavirus relief, all sorts of great, great resources. So um, don't and, and SB, go check them out. And Emprise is a certified lender, preferred lender? We're a preferred what? lender. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we've had a long, long relationship with the SBA, and um, it's um, it's a great resource for small businesses. Right. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Well, friends, that's our time. Chad, thank you for being here. We learned a lot. So all of our wonderful listeners, we thank you for tuning in. Please make sure that you subscribe, push the like button, and make certain you leave a comment for us, letting us know who you want to hear from, the things that you like, the things you dislike, but mainly the things you like, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, everyone. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.